What's up, Mets fans? Welcome to the Whole Lot of Mets podcast. My name is Mendy. It's been a while, guys. It's been a while since since I put out a podcast. It's it's been a while since I recorded a podcast. Um, I have COVID. I have a lot of personal shit going on, I guess. Um, but in this episode, I want to talk about Taiwan Walker since I didn't make a Taiwan Walker podcast. Well, I did, but I didn't. But I didn't like how it turned out, so I didn't, I guess, release it. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about Taiwan Walker. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Matthew Allen and about how the Mets coaching staff is all over him, and I love that. And we're gonna talk about Jacob Degrom because why not talk about the best pitcher in all of baseball? All right, guys, here we go. So if you guys follow me on social media at Lot of Mets on Twitter, you will know I have COVID, and I was going to grind and just put out a podcast every single night, well, that didn't work out, I was supposed to put one out Sunday night, um, I recorded it, it got a little too off the rails, so I was like, you know what, I can't go that far off the rails, so I decided not to post it, it was about Tylen Walker and Jacob DeGrom and all those things, but I'm, I guess I'm going to talk about a little bit spring training Mets and what I would like to see, who I would like to see, and baseball topics like that. So, first of all, if you guys follow me, you would know how, how high I am on Taiwan Walker. Um, if it wasn't for Trevor Bauer and Charlie Morton, Taiwan Walker, in my eyes, was the best free agent pitcher available. Um, I wanted him since December. I made a podcast about him in December. You see, what I'm starting to realize is that if you listen to the whole Automats podcast, you are far ahead above the curve than everybody else. Everybody else. It's like I go and I have an idea. Okay? It stays quiet for like a couple of weeks. And then, boom, some Mets reporter decides to take that idea and blows it up. And then Mets Twitter is all over it. Example one. James McCann. Example two, Taiwan Walker. Example three, Chris Bryan and Kyle Hendricks. I remember putting out podcasts about Taiwan Walker. No one said anything. I remember being so hyped up on James McCann since, what, what was it, September? No one said anything. I put out the Kyle Hendricks and Chris Bryan trade out in December. Nobody said anything. But as time went on and time went on, the Mets were the Mets almost got Kyle Hendricks and Chris Bryant, and that was the hot name and that was the hot trade. Talon Walker and ended up signing with the Mets. James McCann ended up signing with the Mets. Just listen to my podcast, and you'll just get a head start on everything. Because what I say, I say what actually makes sense. You have Andy Martino, and then everybody else saying, you know what? You can't go and you can't expect to win a World Series, right? Because that's just not a realistic goal for a good team. Well, you know, and you have other idiots saying about how it's the same old, just like the Wilpon, blah, blah, blah. You come to my podcast and you get the real news. You get, you you know what, this dude actually knows what he's talking about. And I'm just a meth fan, just like every single one of you guys. I don't think I'm better than you guys, like almost everybody. Who has their own podcast. And I have this podcast for the fans. 
if you guys ever want to hop on, join in, guys. I would love to have you. So, Taiwan Walker, um, he has a career 3.7 ERA, I think. He got Tommy. Oop, my bad. Shit's going everywhere, guys. Everywhere. So, Taiwan Walker has a, has a great fastball. He has a splitter, I think. He has a devastating cutter, and he has a good slider. Um, he chose number 99. Uh, some Turk guy had it before. I think his name is. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I never heard of him. I know I'm gonna get bashed for that. But hey, you know, I'm young. What can I say? I'm 20 years old. So here we go. In 2020, he had a four ERA with the Mariners, and then he got traded to the Blue Jays, which he had a, a 1.37 ERA. So at the end of the season, he went four and three in 11 games pitched. Um, he had a 3.4 ERA, I think. Maybe a 2.87. I'm not sure. I can't do the math in my head. In 2019, he got Tommy John surgery. In 2018, he got hurt. And then in 2017, he went 9-9 with a 3.49 ERA. In 2016, he had a 4.22 ERA. In 2015, was his worst year. He went 11-8 with a 4.56 ERA. And in 2014, he had a 2.61 ERA. So, I listened to Moose and Maggie, who somehow are getting dumber. You know, like, WFAN is just hiring idiots at this point. They had one good show in Joe and Evan, and then they brought up Craig Carden, and Craig Carden ruined it, in my opinion. And I think that Craig Carden is, is just a blabbering idiot. But I'm not going to get in, into that. But Moose and Maggie said that you don't know what you're going to get in Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker is inconsistent. Taiwan Walker is... You, you can't count on him. What? Well, like, what the fuck are you talking about? He has a 3.84 career ERA. What are you talking about? He's he's not consistent. He got hurt one year. He got the Tommy John out of the way. And, and, and most pitchers don't get a second Tommy John knock on wood. All right? And then his worst year was a 4.56 ERA. So in what world is that not consistent? Am I stupid? Is um uh 3.49 and a 3.46 and a 2.70 and a 4.22 and a 2.61 and and a 4.65, I mean 4.56 and a 3.60 ERA not like not consistent now? Am I missing something? Because when I look at these numbers, when when your career high is 4.56. You know, it's not like one season he had a 1.7 ERA, and, and then it went to 6.2, and then it went to 4.5, and then it went to 2.8, and then it went to 5.8. What? No. This guy is a consistent 3.5 ERA dude, guys. So the fact that Moose, you know, says, oh, yeah, he's not, he's, he's not consistent enough, or he's not this, or he's not. Oh, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, what are you talking about? And you're acting like we don't have DeGrom, Carrasco, Marcus, and, and David Peterson. We're asking him to be the four starter. The four starter. There is not a better four starter in the game right now than Tywin Walker. Maybe even fifth starter. Um, if David Peterson r really pans out this year. You're not going to find a better four in baseball than Tywin Walker, alright? And what you're saying is total bullshit. What, like, what do you mean he's inconsistent? Because I'll be waiting, okay? And he had a two point eight, and he had a two point seven ERA a year after Tommy John, when pitchers don't have their full control back. So what are you talking about, Moose? You sound like an idiot. You sound like a nut job. 
You sound like a radio host just like everybody else on WFN who doesn't know what you're talking about. So why don't you just shut the fuck up and just go away? I don't understand. Like, damn. All right. So I think that Tyler Walker was a fantastic signing. Um, it's a... It's officially a three-year, $23 million deal, which means that it's a $7 million an- annual average salary, which means that only counts, ag- accounts against the tax for about $7.5 million, which is a great deal for the Mets. Um, it keeps them under the tax like they want to do for some reason, but I-, I get it, I guess. And yeah, so I love the signing. I was hype on Twitter. It's it's a great signing. It made my day when it happened. Andy Martino some some somehow had it first. So good for Andy Martino for getting back in the game of um, of getting dues right. So good for Andy Martino. And and yeah, that's really all I have to say about Tywan Walker. I'm not going to go ahead and give you a whole analysis on Tywan Walker. I um I think every every everybody knows really what Tywan Walker is about. Um, so yeah, that's that's my take on. Tywan Walker. It's a pretty damn good signing in my opinion. So I know that a, a lot of talk now is going to go to Francisco Lindor and Michael Conforto, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I want to talk about Jacob DeGrom because I think that Francisco Lindor is a very Im- important piece to resign and I think Conforto is also. But those those are not the most important met. The most important met is Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom has to be a met for life. All right? You have reporters asking him, Jacob, how does it feel that the Mets offered Trevor Bauer $40 million and didn't come to you for a raise? Well, idiot, he's, he, he signed an extension. He wanted an extension and he got an extension. The best, the best thing BVW ever did. All right, so so why are you going to go ahead and bring it up saying, oh, does it hurt your feeling that you're the best pitcher in baseball and you could opt out in two years and you're only making $36 million? Oh, my God, Jacob, are your feelings hurt? Dude, I think it was Mike Puma who asked that. Mike, you're so much better than that. What the, what the fuck is that? Jacob signed the deal. He's well compensated. All right, um, so I can't wait. For Juan Soto to sign a deal, or Cody Bellinger to, um, to sign a deal, right? And they're probably going to break Mike Trout's record or Mike Trout's contract. Are we gonna ask Mike Trout? Oh my God, Mike Trout, how does it feel to be the third highest player in baseball? Is your feeling, sir? Are you okay? You're only making forty-five million dollars. Are Are you sure that you're okay with that? Because honestly, you deserve more. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Are you being serious? The Mets offered Tr- Trevor Bauer $40 million because that's what Trevor Bauer was asking for. And that's what Trevor Bauer deserved at, at the time. You're going to say, oh, yeah, well, he didn't deserve it and he didn't deserve that. He deserved whatever a team is willing to pay him. Would I have personally paid him 40 to $45 million? Hell no. Hell no, I wouldn't. But the Mets thought that he's worth it, and so did the Dodgers. So he's worth forty to forty-five million dollars a year. You nut jobs, all right? And and like Jacob Degrom said, and like Jacob Degrom, that's what happens when you hit free agency. Which which means that I don't think Jacob Degrom is going to, I guess, agree to another contract because he knows. I mean, I'm. 
I'm going to take that back. I don't think that he's going to agree to another contract before free agency. Because shit could get wild in free agency. I think the only way, the only way, and it may sound crazy now, but if you think about it, it's really not that crazy. You go to DeGrom, you say four years, $200 million, call it a day. Think about it. You will get him until he's 39, okay? You'll get him until he's 39. And, yeah, you're paying him a shit ton of money, but he's the best baseball. He's, okay, he's the best pitcher in baseball. I don't know why people say arguably the best pitcher in baseball or, like, top three pitcher in baseball or, like, top two. Guys, he's the best pitcher in baseball. I don't understand. Is Mike Trout not not the best player in baseball? There's no big debate if Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. He is. Jacob DeGrom is the Mike Trout of pitchers. He's just hands down the best pitcher in baseball. Like, I, I, I don't even, I don't even get the debate. Jacob Degrom is the best pitcher in baseball, and everybody knows that. All right. So if you look at what Bauer got, getting forty million dollars his first year, at forty-five million dollars his second year, for a Mickey Mouse Cy Young, okay, and playing shit teams basically, okay. You mean to tell me that Jacob Degrom isn't going to get close or? Or at least fifty million dollars a year. Like, tell me with a straight face that Trevor Bauer is gonna get more than Jacob Degrom. You can't. You can't. All right. So four years, two hundred million dollars is a shit ton of money. Everybody knows that. Two hundred million dollars for four years. Holy cow! But you don't think the Dodgers would give him that? You don't think the Yankees would give him that? You don't think the Angels would give him that? You, if if you're the Mets, you don't let Degrom even get the chance to see those offers. You say fifty million dollars a year, be the highest paid player in baseball, have the highest annual average contract, be the record holder of all these things. As long as you're a Met for life, I do not care. And I think that that's what it's gonna take. Because I don't want to get in a bidding war with the Yankees, and I don't want to get in a bidding war with with the Dodgers. I understand that. Oh my God, we have the richest owner of baseball. Yeah, and I'm not saying that we're gonna lose Degrom, but I think you guys are sleeping on what Degrom can possibly get on the open market, and that's why I think that you go, you sit him down. I I dare him to say no for four years and two hundred million dollars. I dare him to say no to that because it's a gamble on both ends. What if he gets hurt? He's he's not going to see that type of money. But if he continues to be Jacob DeGrom, he's going to be worth every single damn penny. All right. Talking about DeGrom, Matthew Allen, the Mets' top pitching prospect, who who Brody drafted. Um, Brody gets a lot of slack, and he should. Um, I think that Brody was a crappy GM. I think that Brody didn't didn't know what he was doing. He did draft Matthew Allen in the third round. And he did manage to get two first-round talents in back-to-back drafts in Isaiah Green and in um, Matthew Allen in the third round. So good job by him. And Matthew Allen has been impressing Luis Rojas and Jeremy Hefner and even Jacob deGrom. Um, He's supposed to be the next big thing, like the next Noah Syndergaard or something. I don't know. Um, I saw him in Brooklyn. Big dude, huge dude, six foot one, I think. Um, he looks good. I'm not gonna lie, but like, I, I'm not gonna say I was blown away with his things. Like his pitches didn't blow me away, but 
what do I know? I'm, I'm not a scout. I'm not anything like that. But he's supposedly imp- impressing a lot of people, and I guess he Im- he Im- he impressed the Mets so much that they put him up on the podium today, and that was a little shocker because teams don't like they don't do that. They don't put top prospects on the podium. That's almost unheard of. So the fact that they're putting him on the podium is is making me think a few things. One is whole, holy shit, he like the Mets really think that he's the next big thing, which is awesome. Guys, don't trade him, all right? Two is that he may be a lot closer than a lot of us think. All right, because you're not putting a guy that's that's gonna be in single A all all year up in the podium to talk to all the reporters, the first player of the of the day. Like that's that's just not gonna happen. The Mets wouldn't do that. So maybe he's a lot closer, and maybe the Mets have bigger plans for him this year. I don't know. I'm not saying anything. I'm not reporting anything. I'm not gonna get myself in trouble like that and be like, oh yeah, you said Matthew Allen is gonna come up. No, I no, I'm not. What I said was he may be a lot closer than what we think, but I'm not saying he's I mean he's gonna come up this year or anything like that. Um, anything else I want to talk about? The Mets signed Albert Almora. Um, yay! Ugh. Um, he's probably gonna be in AAA this year. Um, I know he has an option left, which was big for the Mets. So he's basically gonna be the Jake um, the Jake Marisnik with no bat, which is pretty bad, but. He, he, he has this great glove. So, and he's not getting paid anything, so I'm not going to freak out over that. The Jonathan Villar signing, I like a lot. Um, getting paid $4 million, I think, $3 million, I don't know. Um, switch hitter, super utility guy. He could play everywhere. Not a great glove, but he killed the Mets last year, so we'll see how that goes. Mets signed Kevin Pillar. I was shocked about that. I'm not going to lie. I, I was not expecting the Mets to sign Kevin Pillar for one year, $5 million, and it, and it could turn into a two-year deal. I don't, I don't know how they did it. I have COVID. I'm too sick. I'm too I'm too exhausted to figure it out. But I, I was very shocked to see it. Um, he did not hit well with the Red Sox. He had 247. With the Rockies, he had a bit of a resurgence, but that's Coors Field. And his glove is not the same glove it, it once was. So I do not understand the signing, but I'm going to trust Sandy and I'm going to trust Zach Scott. So I'm going to take the wait and see approach. And yeah, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the whole Lot of Mets podcast. My name is Mandy. Please follow me on Twitter at Lot of Mets. Have a good one, my fans.